this is us. Kids are important to God, and they are important to us. And so this isn't just about uh, some other ministry that's happening in our church. This is us that's happening. There's about 30-some people volunteering their time and their efforts to make this happen. They spent countless hours in preparation, uh, in preparing for you. After the service, we're going to invite you to go through the gym and see it and see some of the decorations. And that's not just to go, oh, wow, that's so amazing. But this is about to see the heart of what we are doing. And then on Tuesday at 9 o'clock till uh, noon, Tuesday through Friday, the ministry will happen. And the next Sunday, we'll have a special kid zone or a day camp Sunday to kind of culminate the whole event. This is part of who we are. Children are so important to Jesus, and so they are important to us. And we're going to take a few minutes right now in our service to pray. And so Justine's going to come, and you have received this. I think, do we have more ushers, Emery? Do we have more of these back there? If you... Um, didn't get one of these little flyers. Come on up there, Justine. Actually, you'll probably have to turn that on. I turned that off. Um, if you didn't get one of these, make sure you grab one. Uh, just put your hand up if you didn't get one, and we'll get one of the ushers to give it to you, because you need one of these uh, to participate in this prayer time that we're going to have later on. All right. So Brian said to me this week, here you have seven minutes to share about day camp and get everyone to pray. Seven-ish minutes, he said. And as I was writing out what I wanted to share with you guys, I kind of laughed and said later to him, I was like, Brian, you told, you gave me a microphone. You said talk about kids' ministry. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you knew what you are getting yourself into. So anyways, <laughs> you all have to listen to this now. Um, so actually, just to start off, because we're talking about this is us, um, I want us all to just stand up, so I'm going to make you do some audience participation right now. Um, so if you guys could just stand up for a minute, and we're going to read together, just on our back wall here, um, our mission statement as a church. So all together, to, to exalt, exalt Jesus Christ, Christ as Savior and Lord, therefore in his power, while demonstrating his love, we will reach, teach, and equip people to know, love, and serve him. Awesome. You guys can sit down. So the idea behind this is us is that everything happening in our church is aligned with this statement. This is why we do what we do. Okay? And so even if you aren't volunteering at every single event, which you shouldn't be because that's the point of the body of Christ. Um, however, you should find somewhere to volunteer if you are a part of our body here. Um, even if you're not volunteering at every event, this is what we do. This is us. And so um, we are behind every event at UDAC 100% because of our mission statement and being aligned with that. So you might be wondering, how does this apply to day camp? What does it look like for those of us who aren't volunteering next week? Um, what's your responsibility as a Christian um, who attends University Drive Alliance Church? Okay, so I'm, I'm going to tell you some things that you can do. So um, UDAC parents, so kids own parents who are dropping their kids off this week. Can you raise your hand? I'm looking for you. <laughs> okay, this is for you guys. Um, as you drop your kids off this week, 
I want you to take a moment to look around you. Who is there that you might not know? Who is someone that you haven't seen before? Um, I dare you this week, as you drop your kids off, to not just drop them off and then leave, um, but to drop them off and strike up a conversation with someone new. So there are 18 kids coming this week to our day camp that have indicated on their form that they do not have a church. They don't attend church. So um, I challenge our parents um, to be the smiling face of UDAC, to invite them in, because this is our church, this is us, to welcome them to our place of worship, and maybe one day they would call this their place of worship as well. So that's my challenge to our parents. Okay, our kids zone kids that are coming to day camp, can you put your hands up? Awesome. All right, so this is for you guys. Are you listening? Yes? Okay, well, that was way too quiet. All right, so those kids attending day camp this week, I need you to look for an opportunity to meet a new friend. Okay, can I challenge you guys in that? So like we said, there's some kids coming this week who've maybe never heard about Jesus before. And you guys can be that friend to sit with them and tell them about the love of God. So that's my challenge for our Kids Zone kids. Okay, University Drive Alliance Church family. Who's a part of our UDAC family? Hint, you should all put your hands up. Oh, everyone, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, let me give you guys something that you can do this week. <laughs> Um, my challenge is for you guys to pray with us, um, to, like, we gave out these little handouts to lift up the kids this week, um, to Jesus and to bless all that God's going to be doing with the camp and to bless our volunteers who are serving. Um, we have a, I know Chelsea talked about it last week, but a 24 hour of prayer. So that does not mean you have to pray for 24 hours. <laughs> it means you pray for one hour. And so you can go sign up in the lobby, and where this prayer is going for the first two days of day camp. Um, and you sign up for an hour, and that's your hour to pray from wherever you are. You don't have to come to church. You can be, you know, at your lunch break at work. You can be uh, wherever, at home. So just challenge you to pray for that one hour for, the, for these kids coming. Um, and even right now, so you guys have your little sheets. And we're going to um, get into our families or whoever you came with to church. And um, we're going to take some time right now just to lift up, five minutes I think Brian said, to lift up um, these kids and these volunteers um, to Jesus and pray that he would bless this week. Because in all that we do, we want to honor him and yeah, make this a week that's all about his glory. So um, I'm going to invite you guys to take five minutes right now to pray and then Brian will come back up in five minutes and close us in prayer. So thank you guys for your support.
have heard our prayers here this morning. And we thank you um, for this family that we have before us that is going to battle for you and for our children this week. And God, I pray that you would remind us often throughout the week to lift this ministry up in prayer um, from Tuesday to Friday, from 9 a.m. to noon. God, I pray your presence would just fill this place, that you would work in and through our volunteers that are serving, that are giving up their time to help our children come to know, love, and serve you. I pray for those 18 children that are coming from our community that don't yet have a church, that don't yet have a relationship with you, Jesus, that through this day camp, that they would come to know you as their Savior. And then that would trickle into their families, God, because I don't know where their families are coming from, but I pray that that message would trickle into their families and that there would be this draw, this magnet, this pull to come to this place, not because UDAC is anything special except that you are here and that we can bring them into our family to be a part of us to experience you and to know you and love you and serve you with all their heart. So God, we give you this day camp. Um, we pray for Justine and Chelsea and the team that will be serving all week. May you bless them, keep them safe, help them to navigate all the challenges throughout the week. And we just continue to pray your blessing over this uh, ministry, I pray in Jesus' name. So it's good to do that, to stop and pray as a church for these big things that we're doing. And, uh, you know, some of us have our phones. Uh, I have my phone here, and I love it. It's, uh, it's a great little tool. And one of the cool things in this little phone is you can set reminders, uh, alarms, reminders, whatever. And you know what? I would challenge you right now to set some reminders on your phone. I don't see anybody moving. Grab out your phones. This is the one time you can take your phone out. I mean, some of us use it as our Bible, too. But grab your phone and set a reminder. Tuesdays, 9 a.m., day camp starts. And make that a repeating event for the week so that you remember. Maybe it's at noon you want to stop, whatever it is. Uh, that would be awesome. To pause in the busyness of our days to offer a prayer up for this ministry. That would be cool. Colson is sitting right there beside him, her, and he's 13. Um, Chloe is serving in the nursery. She's 16. Our daughter Stephanie is 18, and some of you know that she is battling in the hospital these days, and uh, we're praying for her health and recovery, but she is uh, 18 years old there. Uh, Katrina and I have been married for 21 years. Yes, we have. Uh, 21 beautiful years. Incredible, awesome years. Standing years. I have been at the at, at UDAC for almost 20 years. I'm coming up 20 years this August uh, that I have been here. I started out as the associate pastor doing youth and young adults and, and small groups. Uh, transitioned to do uh, a few years later, we, we, I started doing just young adults and small groups and other ministry stuff, other duties uh, from Pastor Scott. He would keep handing stuff over. Uh, and then five years ago, I took on a new role as our corporate and community chaplain here at UDAC. And some of us know what that is, some of us don't. But on the community side, I help lead our community ministry here. 
So our, um, our Food for Learning program, our project that we have where we help supply snacks to our five public schools here in Lethbridge, that's part of what I do, and I have a team that helps me do that. Um, I help lead our Whoop Up barbecue that's going to happen in just three weeks or whatever that is. Um, that's one of our ministries, our community outreaches, and our Christmas event that's very similar. I help lead that as well. And so that's part of my community part. And then my chaplaincy corporate side is um, we, have, um, uh, we, we have partner companies where I'm a chaplain for their employees and their families. And currently, we have six companies uh, that I am a chaplain for. And we have a seventh one coming online here at the end of the summer. I'm also looking at um, serving alongside the RCMP as uh, the Coldale Lethbridge Detachment as well as asking if I would come along and be their chaplain. So this is a little bit about who I am. Uh, and I could go on and on and on about who I am. And, um, but the point of this is, is that's just details of, of what I am and who I am. Uh, we're in this sermon series called This Is Us. And you'll notice that in the sermon series, we're not talking about our location too much. We're not talking about the things that we're doing here. We're talking about the values that are really important to us here. And if you really wanted to get to know me, I would sit down and actually talk about the things that are important to me, the values that are really significant to me. And you'd start to get to know me. And for those that maybe know me really well would understand some of those things that are important to me. Well, for our church, there are those seven values that we talked about just prior to our prayer time. And those are the things that are really important to us. Those are the values of our church that, that percolate out of all the ministry that we do. Um, and so out of those values, we started with prayer. Pastor Scott started a few weeks back uh, this series with prayer. And he's actually going to end this series with actually a couple messages on prayer. Just because we believe prayer is really that important. And so we've given it three messages uh, in this series. Pastor Aaron, a couple weeks back, spoke on discipleship. And the, the significance, the importance of us all being a part of this discipleship journey. Whether we are being discipled or we're being the discipler. But we need to be in it. And it's not just for a few select elite people to do the discipling. We are all called to go and make disciples. The Great Commission was to the church, to all of us. Last week, we focused on community. Um, small groups is a big part of our church, but out of small groups comes community, and community across the whole board is significant and important here at the church. And how we need to be looking out for each other and caring for each other and, and, and helping, and, and that was an, that's an important value for our church. This week, I have cheered for them through the thick and the thin. I have that. What is worship? Pause and think for a minute. What is worship? Is it the coming together in a place like this to focus on God? Is it singing like we just finished doing a few minutes ago? Or maybe it is sitting in silence, meditating on who God is. Or what about taking a walk in nature and, or reading scripture. What is worship to you? Colson and I, you know, had the privilege of going to a game a year, year and a half ago. Oilers, Flames, and what was the score? It could be all or it could be none. It is not about a place or about something we do or not do. 
Jesus said in uh, John 4, 23, he said, True worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. God is wanting us to worship him in spirit and in truth. God is not in a place like in the Old Testament where he was found in the Holy of Holies. God is a spirit, and so we can worship him anywhere, anytime. And the truth part of that statement can be directed in a couple different ways. One, John 14 says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so it is in him, through Jesus, the truth, that we can worship the Father. Because Jesus laid down his life for us, because Jesus died on the cross, gave up his life for you and for me. The curtain is torn. Between us and God, there is uh, this opening that Jesus made for us. We have access to the Father. We can go to him at any time and any place to worship, to be in communion, with relationship with him. The word of God is also the truth. It is in scripture that we can know God and his truth, and it is in that foundation of the truth that we can have and we can worship God. For worship is really not about who, uh, sorry, for worship is really about who, not what or how. Worship is about God. It is about who God is and about knowing him. I read this quote this week. It says, worship must be vital and real in the heart. And worship must rest on a true perception of God. There must be spirit and there must be truth. Truth without emotion produces dead orthodoxy and a church full or half full of artificial admirers. On the other hand, emotion without truth produces empty, frenzy, and cultivates shallow people who refuse to refuse the discipline of rigorous thought. But true worship comes from people who are deeply emotional and who love deep and sound doctrine. doctrine. Strong affections for God rooted in truth are the bone and marrow of biblical worship. Let me read that last little statement again. But true worship comes from people who are deeply emotional and who love deep and sound doctrine. Strong affections for God rooted in truth are the bone and marrow of biblical worship. Interesting perspective, I think. So worship is about combining our emotion with biblical truth and focusing that on God, who is our audience of our worship. It is God who is our audience. At bottom, it's not what we do or not, or not do with our hands or what someone else is doing or not doing, but what we do with our hearts and our minds because of the one who has captured our hearts and our minds. And so some of, some of us are free to worship with our hands. This strange paradox. As long as our worship is coming from our hearts. Worship, we need to move from being observers of the herd, of this community, of this little tribe, to a place where we embrace the people of this community as brothers and sisters in Christ, 
It may be that we need to take a step toward membership. Maybe that's it. Maybe there's some other steps you need to take into the life of the church. We, we, just, we just need to start that job, that, that next step for us. And you need to stop thinking about UDAC as your church, their church. It is our church. When you talk about this place, do you talk about it as my church, our church, or is it your church? It is a very significant decision to embrace a community of believers as your own and see yourself as on a journey together. If you haven't yet taken those next steps, whether it's membership or whatever it might be, I would encourage you to speak to someone at the info desk or myself or one of the elders or leaders here at the church. What can I do to make those next steps? Find out more. And what we want to say to you is, is that Jesus welcomes you here. And we welcome you here. We welcome you to experience life as brothers and sisters together. To be a part of this herd with us, as strange as we all are. Come on to the inside, not just an observer, not just one that kind of sits out and watches what's going on. I know we're in summer and we have kind of a summer schedule, but the life of the church continues on and we need to continue moving forward. Others of us have embraced this community as our family, but there is room to grow, room to move forward. For us, the challenge may be to take our involvement to another level where we see ourselves as fellow workers. A great analogy is the dinner table. As some of us have said, uh, or as someone has said, uh, both dinner guests and family members may enjoy the meal, the same meal. The difference is, at the end of the meal, family members do the dishes. Yeah. It's appropriate to be a guest for a while. But there comes a time when it's appropriate to get up and help with the dishes. Perhaps there are areas that God has laid on your heart where you would love to dive into community and service, but you just haven't dared to yet. You're not sure how. And so filling out one of the welcome cards, saying, yeah, I want to join the herd. I want to make next steps. And I know Pastor Aaron's away, Pastor Scott's on holidays, and that's okay. We'll get to helping you in those next steps. But we want to. There are places to serve. Kid Zone is always looking for people that are gifted at helping our kids, to help them to know, love, and serve Jesus. Come and help us. Find out at the info desk how you can help with our Kid Zone or uh, assisting with our youth ministry. Steph knows that she probably could use some more help, people that want to invest in our young people. So important. Serving with our maintenance team. we got a little list going out there in the lobby at the info desk of some guys that will help us do some maintenance around the church. I am not a fix-it guy. Trust me. You don't want me fixing your chairs anymore. But some of you are. And there's other areas. Worship, ministry, whatever. There's lots of different places to roll up our sleeves and help. Maybe God is leading, leading you to a specific place. And you're just kind of waiting for something. Don't wait. Perhaps God is nudging some of us to make, uh, just to make ourselves more available to the life and ministry of this church. Do it for his sake. Not for us, not for you, for 
this church and for this purpose upon us. Time to giving of your tithes and your offerings. Make that commitment. Raise the bar. Whoop up is coming. Uh, that's in, in, in August, August 20th. We're feeding over 2,000 people on August the 20th. It's a Monday night. And we need a huge army of people to serve that, to serve our community. Don't wait till the 19th to go, Brian, how can I help? Make the sacrifice to go out into the lobby and go, Brian, I'm all in. Sign me up for something. Okay? This is about being a part of the herd and caring for each other and growing together. And you will get to know people and people will get to know you as you do that. There's a ladies' ministry thing coming up, I think, on the 25th. There's places to be a part of ministry and to get to know people. Don't sit back and just be an observer. Jump on in. Brothers and sisters, fellow workers, the final challenge is for those of us who make may see ourselves as fellow workers, but need to press that another step forward too. Perhaps God is inviting you to see yourself as a fellow soldier. That raises a significant question too, right? What does it mean for me to really live sacrificially for God? Where is God calling me to surrender my life? What does it mean for me to step out in faith and trust God that he will work through me and in me if I let him? Is the Holy Spirit nudging me towards some kind of deeper commitment to pursue a specific calling? Is he? True community, this little herd, just doesn't happen overnight. But when each person in the herd begins to wrestle with their own place in the church and takes a step towards deeper relationship, slowly the community grows. When you go back to this passage and you see what they did for each other and how this little cluster of believers that grew and grew and grew, but still there was this community of caring for each other and looking after each other just took place. You know, here people who would normally never hang out together begin to love each other and even lay down their lives for each other for one simple reason. Jesus laid down his life for us. And it's my prayer that our community would become a place filled with people who know each other as brothers and sisters, fellow workers in Christ. So we open ourselves up to new people, embracing the new community of those around us, getting to know new people. To the world we might look like one strange herd, but when the love of Jesus flows through us, they will desperately want in on that on this amazing journey of faith that we have together. Because God is good. And we're in this together. And community is of important value that flows out of our mission statement that says, I exalt Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. And therefore in, not my power, but in His power and through love, we will reach and teach and equip people to know, love, and serve you. As we finish off, we're going to sing Breathe on Us. Let's stand together. There is a shaking. Let our hearts awaken, 
scripture that God has always been more interested in our obedience than our sacrifice. And he looks at the heart over the outward appearance. So how do we come to worship God? How do we do it? What does it look like to worship him? What does it look like to be a living and holy sacrifice? Again, in the NIV, it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And that same passage in the message says, So, there's, so here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, going to work, and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. The best thing you can do for him. That's a, a form of worship. This is the kind of worship he wants from us. How are you doing at worshiping God? First, looking at it corporately, this is not about getting to the place where you can raise your hands and worship. If that's an extension of what's going on in your heart, awesome and great. The corporate worship time is about us singing and praising God for who he is, his character, for what he's done and what he's doing. The worship that we just had that Jesse Shea was leading us with, that is a table set for us. The responsibility for the worship is, um, or our worship time, it doesn't fall on our worship team or our pastors or whoever. We should all come to the house of worship as a church prepared, whether you're singing, teaching, preaching, speaking, whatever. Sunday worship is not a time to be entertained and expecting to be served, but it's a time when God's children, us, gather to give him honor and glory and praise and to get strength from all of that. God is our audience. He is the one that we sing our worship and our praise to. And this is all about him. It's not about us. It's not about what we do on the platform or not do. Those up here are just setting the table for us to participate along with them in worship and praise to him. He deserves all of that and more. And as much time as they take in preparation and prayer over the selecting of the songs and the music and the style and what we do, at the heart of our worship time corporately, it is to praise our Heavenly Father. And our teams are just setting the table for us to enjoy that form of worship. And so... Our responsibility, our, our place is to have our hearts ready for that, not to be distracted. And it's hard. It's difficult at times. And we, do, we don't always do it well. There's times when we kind of muff up, but that's okay. Our responsibility as individuals is to come prepared 
to give God our audience, our worship, and our praise. Then individually, our worship can be displayed in so many ways. Our whole life, our ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, and going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. This is an act of worship. Does he, God, have control and lordship over all of these areas? Or do we? Do we keep control? Do we set our agendas? Do we kind of keep the upper hand on who we are and what we do and where we go and all of that? For when we give it to God, when we really lay down our whole life, all aspects of it, this is an act of worship. This is a way to worship him. And there's other ways to worship. Lots of different ways that we can come to worship him. And I got a list here on the, on the screen. Uh, prayer. We can come in prayer to worship God. Um, there's lots of ways to stop and pray. Uh, to be creative in our prayer time. Driving around the city and parking on the side of the road or in a parking lot or wherever you might be working or playing or hanging out, we can pray. In our prayer, we can worship God. Speaking our heart to God is huge. That is what he wants. He wants our heart. And then there's the scripture, the Bible. Uh, and not just reading it and going, yep, check, done, got it done, excellent. Another chapter. No, this is about Understanding this is the word of God. As Jesus in the flesh was down in Galt Gardens this afternoon. All of us will be running down there to listen to his words. His words are right here. And we need to take them and in our reading, worship him. Obey God. Obedience is a form of worship. Asking God, what is it? Where is it? How is it in my life that I need to be obedient to you? And then follow through and be obedient. Our tithes and offerings. I said that at our worship at our offering time. That our tithe is an offering. Our giving can be an offering. It goes beyond tithes and offerings, our, our time here. It's our giving can be a form of worship to God. Do we give with a grudging heart? Oh, I gotta give my or I got to give to this person or to that ministry or to the global or do we give going God this is your money thank you for entrusting it to me and I give it back to you use it bless it to further your kingdom here on earth this is a form of worship that's awesome where your treasure is there your heart will be also John 14 or John uh, Matthew 6 where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Is your heart in your giving? Community, we talked about that last week. We can worship God in just community and embracing each other and to care for each other and to looking after each other. Sharing your faith, going out and going, hey, I need to share my faith with my community, with those I rub shoulders with. Let them know that Jesus is the most important thing in my life. And in so sharing that, we worship Jesus, we worship God through sharing our faith, our story, 
serving and being thankful. And these are just a few. And there's, and there's as a question mark means that there's a whole bunch more ways that we can individually worship God. That we can take time to stop and worship. You see, this value of worship is evident in our services here. We take a good chunk of time to set aside for corporate worship. And a lot of time and effort is planned on those services. Not just in the music selection, but sometimes on who's playing and what's played and the scripture that's chosen and some creative things that get interjected from time to time. Because worship is important here. And God is the audience. Not those of us sitting in the chairs. God is the audience. And sometimes we can get that a little mucked up. We can. But the value is that worship is about God. God is our audience. Worship must come from our heart and not just our lips or our heads. Because it's easy to go through the motions. I know. I can be guilty of that too. To just go through the motions. Go through the actions, whatever. But worship is, is to be coming from our heart. And so I would challenge us to expand our worship in the individual side of things. Corporately, we're always talking about how to expand worship here. But individually, I would encourage you to expand your worship with God in your own private settings. Don't get stuck in a rut and just go, I read my Bible, I pray, and maybe I listen to a song, whatever. Maybe there's something creative you could do to add to your worship with God. This is a real relationship that we are in with the God of the universe. Think about that for a moment. This is the God of the universe that we are in relationship with. And do we just go and do the same thing over and over and over and over again in our relationships? No. We do lots of different things, creative things. We need to do that with our God as well. Find something different. Maybe it's to go for a walk in nature. And not because you like to walk and go hiking, but because we're going to focus on God and worship Him in nature. To admire His beauty and His creation. To read scripture as you go and as you walk. I don't know. Find creative ways to enjoy the creation around us and in so doing, worshiping Him. Maybe it's being in silence. This could be difficult for most of us. To put our phones away to put our distractions away, the TVs off, whatever it is, put, get away and be silent with God. And listen. And in that silence, worship. Worship. Find different ways to read scripture creatively. Music is wonderful. We heard it here this morning. Find a worship track. All right. Find a worship track that you can, that will help you be drawn into God's presence and to worship Him. And go find a place to listen to that. And not just to listen to the melody and the song and the work, but really engage with your heart and soul and worship Him through music. Because maybe you're not a music person, but maybe you need to add that to your mix. 
worship, such great worship available, music available like this. So, worship is our value this morning that we wanted to remind us about this corporate and personal element of worship. And so I'm going to invite the worship team to come and we're going to close the service off with a worship song. But as we sing it, I would invite us to think about how we're worshiping, but more than anything, think about who we're worshiping. Like these words that we sing, may they come right from our heart. Don't be looking around and seeing what other people are going to do. If you need to bow your head or get down on your knees, if you want to stand up and raise your hands, if that is an extension of your worship, do it. Because God is our audience.